0: Don't wait to battle. Don't wait.
1: Don't wait to struggle. Shout out! Shout out! Shout out! Right now! Shout out! Ooh. Shout out! Ooh.
0: Don't wait to make. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Philip Show. I am super excited. I say that every time, and I mean it. <laughs> Grab your coffee so we can get started. Hmm. One of the things that I love about the show today is this is kind of the epitome of what we do here at The Phillips Show. My passion is really listening to people's stories, the authentic journeys, and how do they get to where they are? And how do other people find the courage to navigate their own journey? And today we're talking about finding your voice. So striving to equip and empower our voices with healing purpose healing preparation, and healing power, please welcome composer, coach, and owner of LCH Studios, Dr. Lori Hicks. Doctor. Hey.
1: How are you doing? I'm wonderful. How
0: are you? I am doing well. Hold on. Let's um, let's just do some housekeeping for the people in the back. Is that a Christmas tree?
1: It's a miniature tree, but it's decorated in pink and green, which is in celebration of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority's 114th Founder's Day. So, so oh. I think I'd leave it up there a little bit longer.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, getting some, it's getting some camera time. Come on, the rest AKA. Of my
1: decorations are down,
0: though. It's just my okay. little
1: AKA tree.
0: Okay. So <laughs> you, <laughs> bless his little heart. So... <laughs> So, so, Dr. Laurie, you are involved in um, so much music. You have LCH Studios, where you empower and heal through the voice. I'm going to give it to you just really quickly. Tell me what is LCH Studios and what do you do?
1: LCH Studios is all things voice. Um, mm-hmm. What I do as a musician, I write for The Voice, I write music for The Voice, I perform for The Voice, and then I coach and teach for The Voice. So mm. LCH Studios, which stands for Lori Celeste Hicks, encompasses all those aspects of how I have trained and studied and all the gifts that I've been blessed with to help cultivate all things voice. So yeah, it's all about The Voice.
0: That That's amazing you have okay you said you're aka and you're a doctor what school did you go to
1: I did my doctorate at University of Michigan in vocal performance I did my okay. master' at Bowling Green and my bachelor's at Kentucky State University
0: KSUtherapy so the things that I want one of the uh-huh. things that I want you to help me and help the audience with is going through the journey of your decisions a lot of times even today we look at musicians and we really think of the things that we see on social media you know there's a very guarded and kind of segmented audience of things that are outside of the pop world how did you decide to use your talents and your gifts but not in the traditional if you will uh pop sense
1: Well, I'll be honest. I wanted to use it in the traditional gospel. For me, it was traditionally gospel and Mm R&B coming up through high school. And I had a girl group uh, in college, Black Sands, and then we were one accord. So we sang all the the hits and things like that. But that was my goal was to study that. And when you study um, voice in college, it's automatically classical voice. So Mm -hmm. I was kind of forced into taking voice lessons because I was a music major um okay. we had to sing the italian german french i couldn't stand it uh, we <laughs> had to do the operas <laughs> i didn't want to do it um yeah. and i remember butting heads with mr smith our my first voice teacher a lot okay um, hold and- on just
0: just a pause um so everybody <laughs> out there the reason why i am so excited about talking to talking to dr dr laurie i haven't um seen her spoken to her outside of online Um, in years and we went to college together so the people that she's talking about the locations that she's talking about are very familiar and I know exactly what she's Mm -hmm. talking about Mm-hmm. Yeah, so go ahead. You know, yeah. we
1: had to. And I actually talk about that. Um, I wrote a uh a lecture from the black church to the opera stage okay. and how in and having to acclimate to studying classical voice or studying voice professionally, we had to study classical. Mm. So um I bucked against the system. I did it because they gave me a full ride. Then I got a full ride to get a master's. I did oh. it. Just because I could, but mm-hmm. it wasn't until um, I my my voice teacher put me up for this gala and, and I sang a couple of aria's and I, I had already written some spirituals and I sang those and the audience went crazy. Wow. They were and I mean and I'm like, Y'all really like this?
0: So- <laughs> Cause you weren't you even you weren't sold on it yet. Nah. So, nah. If, so people liking what you're doing, you're like, oh for really me. okay, oh, you understand that?
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. And then I I got hooked. I got bit by the opera bug. I got immersed myself in it. I started studying all the languages. I went to Italy and France and studied. Um, and then I, that's when I just focused. Like I'm not singing anything else but opera. And I I found that my voice fit. And remember, I could never blend in choir. I was always sticking out. That's why. <laughs> that's why because I was supposed to be singing opera, but. Um, but actually full circle, though, as I continue to pursue opera, it does it doesn't leave much room for the other things that still I still enjoy. I was still a church girl. Mm-hmm. I was still a R&B 90s baby, you know. Yeah. So um, where I am now and I know we haven't really jumped there yet, but uh-huh. I have found myself coming full circle to I've, I've done all the things you know, you're supposed to do an opera. I've checked all the boxes and it still didn't hit. You know, it still didn't mm. speak to who I was at my yeah. core. Yeah. So LCH Studios is also a part of me being able to find my voice and coach all genres, write in all genres, perform all genres that really speak to who I am, again, at my core. And there's a term, I should—I need to get it trademarked, so don't y'all take it. But uh, there's, a look, look. <laughs> there's a term I came up with. There's a term that I came up with called jazz opera solify. And for me, that's jazz, opera, soul, hip, and pop, and those are just about. I forgot gospel, but it's all inclusive, and that's the kind of mashup, you know, genre kind of singing that I want to be able to do, as well as be able to coach um, singers of all those genres. So full circle, yeah. Yeah. I went went hard on in opera um, because you have to. You're not going to develop that. It's like the Olympics of singing.
0: Yeah. And. you have to um and let me know if i'm mistaken you have to be committed to the training that you have in opera and let me know if this is um just a uh, a misnomer but a lot of times when people sing either gospel r b or what have you if you have an opera instructor they'll say that you're hurting your voice is that correct and what does that mean
1: i find if because the idea is the most protected or the healthiest way of singing is classical, anything outside of that is damaging, and uh-huh. they're also gauging it against what has typically been done. Uh-huh. Um, so I do not ascribe to that anymore. I was, uh-huh. I was of the mindset, oh, I don't, I only sing opera, I don't <laughs> sing gospel, I don't sing those. I did, I did become her. For a little yeah. while, until I had, I got a call to sing at Carnegie Hall and to sing gospel.
0: And, and he right, said, "Well, uh, I'll be singing gospel today."
1: <laughs> <laughs> and but I couldn't use microphones. It was oh. a orchestra and a ninety voice choir, and without my technique, I would not. And but without growing up in the church, I wouldn't have been able to apply the style. And without my opera technique, I wouldn't have been able to cut through to all project. the songs. Yeah, yeah. So it uh, again, it all comes full circle. There's nothing wasted in God's economy, but um, hmm. I do not ascribe to that. And it is it, it anything done um, with the right approach is right. going to be. And any athlete, you can come down on your. You know, I've injured myself singing opera. Hmm. Just because I sing opera doesn't mean I'm I'm um, you know ex- exempt from vocal yeah. injury. That's, it's all sport. And it just depends on if you're taking care of yourself, if you're applying the right pressure and not putting too much pressure on yourself um, in whatever uh, sport that you're doing.
0: Did you receive any pushback from people um, when you decided to pursue opera?
1: I got a, oh, that's cute. Or Mm. or what are you gonna do with that? Nobody's buying opera. (laughs) Oh. Nobody's selling opera CDs. My parents were very supportive. My mother always loved classical mm-hmm. um, and supported me when I went to Italy for the first time and all those things. So they were always supportive. They really wanted me to go into accounting, um, but they were like, well, if you're going to do music, then do your thing.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so I, whatever it is, I had to go all the way. I had to put all the time in, I would practice for four hours a day mm-hmm. um, and any, Pushback that I would get would be more so them expecting me to do gospel, expecting me to do R and B, mm. and I'm coming in with all these languages and things like that. So it kind of the black tax, if you would, would be
0: mm. there wow.
1: a little bit. Um, but most of my environments were very um, nurturing and uh, were not uh, exclusive, but they were mm. really be more inclusive. But it still took some time.
0: Wow. Because mm-hmm. I could, I can understand that. Because I think there's, um, well, from a financial standpoint, because mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times people just see, you know, pop, R and B, gospel. They see people in front of everything, and they don't really, if they're not in that world, they don't see people doing opera. I can think, mm-hmm. th- I think that would be a huge opportunity for confusion. Because if you're not, I liken it to African American skiing. Yeah. If you don't. <laughs> Do you know, if you're not, if you don't see that world, you'll think there is no, um, no, no success in that world because you don't see it.
1: Yeah. And what was the beautiful thing is, the more and more I got into it, the more of us I saw. Mm. We're all over. We yeah. are all over opera. Yeah. Um, we've been writing operas since the Harlem Renaissance, since the 1800s, really. We've mm. been writing our own operas, starting our own opera companies. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just we're just not the ones writing the books and and teaching the classes yet, but yeah. um, we we have been all over opera and and our footprint is um, is all throughout. So I did have to kind of find my own identity, not trying to fit somebody else's. But mm-hmm. I also I viewed opera as the the jazz and hip hop of classical music, like. It, you were really able to express raw emotion when you really got mm. into it, when you really yeah. stuck, you knew what you were talking about, when you knew what was going on. It is juicy. It's <laughs> juicy. it's that's ratchet. Juicy. Yeah, yeah. it's See, yeah. That's so
0: pretty because you don't know what they're saying. Yeah, you know, but- You're just like, oh, that just seems so tragic. And then you read the translation, you're like, oh.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no he he, yeah. he, done her dirty. Right, she, right, right, right. She's out for murder. Yeah, so <laughs> I started to fall in love with the stories. Yeah, and yeah. um, they became just as exciting for me as the music I grew up listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there is still a very strict discipline, um, discipline, in performing yeah. it. Yeah, you can't get too far. You, you know, you're not going to bust a run in the middle of Mozart <laughs> unless Mozart right wrote.
0: Uh, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, Stuff before, like before um, because I know some people may be listening and I want to get into, you know, your vocal training and your classes and the teaching and everything. But before we lose people like, well, I don't sing opera. Mm-hmm. What you do is you train voices. Yep. Yep. And I'm those voices go ahead. Opera. I- I'm
1: bored. I-, I would be happy if I never had to teach another <laughs> opera aria. And the reason for that is, again, it's that's only one part of mm-hmm. me. So I love to get in with voice speakers, um, mm-hmm. getting voices. I just worked with a music lawyer the other day who just wants to be able to sing better in his church. You know, um, I, I've worked with um, uh, people coming back from injuries, uh, people. I have a lot of students right now that have, have recovered from COVID.
0: Oh. Um, so
1: I've worked with the whole gamut. Actually, in my master class tonight, I'll be talking about exercises that are good for rebuilding your lung capacity after COVID. Huh. Um, but I work with the whole gamut. I will say I prefer adults. I don't okay. the, I, you know. My gifting for the youngins is, is limited. <laughs> limited patience. <laughs> I
0: am about to say I got my. <laughs> I did
1: it. I love them. I love, and I could get in good with them, have fun, and we're out, but the, you know, the week after yeah. week, the day after day, yeah. the adults, because I'm, I'm a bit of a drill sergeant, and I, yeah. I, I like to get in there and, and you know, um, get my hands on you and, and really get to the core of what's going on, but singing is so wrapped up in who we are as people. There is quite a bit of peeling away and therapy and, mm. you know, holistic. Uh, approach that I end up having to do in mm-hmm. our sessions. Gotcha. Did I answer your question? I feel like I you went- did.
0: No, you <laughs> did because I think that I think you opened up the curtain and it's like you know what I am proficient in this as well as these other things because I didn't want people to hear and say, well, I don't sing opera, I'm not interested in opera, so I don't want to do that. I don't sing classical, mm-hmm. I'm not interested in classical, so I'm not interested in you know whatever. You get to the person's voice whatever their interest is regarding using it you help them to do it and discipline it in a way that will be productive for them
1: and that's why i think people are intimidated with vocal training because many times a classical trainer will get you to sing sound like this this Mm -hmm. technique is to get you to have this specific tone yeah for me technique is That's the five S. Support. What's your breath doing? Strength. How are you powering it? Space. What space do you need to keep it open? Smile and the placement and the submit. How can you express it? So these are just five elements that go into all kinds of performance and you just break it down to what you need, what this particular voice needs to be balanced, to be supported, to have the space it needs to be free um, to project. Uh, and and then to be expressive.
0: Now, do you evaluate somebody's voice? Do you have I them tell you what they wanted? Well, if I were your your client or your student, would I have mm-hmm. to tell you how I want to use my voice in order for you to know which direction to go with me? Or
1: with this private training, uh, usually the customer is always right because I'm using. I'm usually dealing with people who are already, you know, in in a certain vein. If they yeah. come to me raw and they're like, what should I be singing? If they seek me mm-hmm. out for that, then, yeah, I can do that. But usually I'm working with people who are already either doing some part time singing. They know what they like. They're already um getting paid to sing. And I'm having to help build a technical foundation under what they're currently doing. So I usually try to steer away from that and say, you should be singing this or you should be singing that. That's not my lane in this kind of training. It's how can I help you do what you're doing more efficiently? I mm-hmm. won't even say better, but without tension. Um, mm-hmm. if you're getting up there eight shows a week, or if you're getting up there, you know, night after night and you're teaching during the day, then you're having to sing at night. How can we protect this thing so you can do what you do without fear of losing it and fear of getting hoarse and can I get up there and make and do my next gig or sing my next service? So it's those types of things I want to eliminate through um, technical study.
0: I love it. And I think that that just opened it up for everybody. Now, listen, I know that everybody wants me to ask this question, so I'm gonna. Okay. Is it true that everybody can sing? And if not, how do you know? Everybody out there, you're welcome. I ask. I ask. You're welcome.
1: Okay, so my philosophy is if you can make a sound, you can sing. Yes. You may not be on pitch. <laughs> you may need more work sure. on, on pitch and things like that, on technique. But the singing is just so natural. It's just as natural as speaking. Um, and to for something like that, which brings joy and truly the act of singing is a healing act. So I would never tell anyone that they can't engage. And I don't care how loud or how off pitch you are, because I've worked with people who I've had to work them up to the right pitch. They had to pay for some extra lessons, but we got them there. And it's all a process. It's all a process. Yeah, Yeah, yeah but when it when it does click I, I have one young man who when i was just a grad student um i'm not even going to name his name of course but he could not match pitch
0: yeah, right now yeah.
1: his brother is singing professionally okay mm, and beautiful. i did not give up on him he told me what he wanted to do it was my job to teach him i said mm. okay first thing we need to do is to build your ear and that's what we worked on all semester Mm. and, um, then he went on from that, then he started to develop his tone, and now he is singing professional opera, and I didn't tell him he had to sing opera, sure, but he well, you know he just wanted to sing, so um everyone can sing if you can make a sound if you can speak, you can sing, but you're gonna you some people may need a little bit more work,
0: and yeah. Of- <laughs> no i love it you know because that's in, i think that is a really great opportunity um to realize in every facet of life yeah you know just if because walk, you're I not run,
1: i may exactly. not be. if i can walk i can run i may not run a marathon yet but if i worked at it i could achieve the goal of running a marathon that uh, to me it's the same thing
0: mm-hmm. yeah i love that so tell me about um tell me about getting to you and your courses what? How do you do your courses? When are they? You have such a um, a huge um, presence on social media with your um, your morning warm ups and things like. Tell us all about what you're doing.
1: Well, I'm building. I feel like I'm still in the process of building, trying things out, what kind of works for me. I still have my day job where I'm teaching. I'm a college professor, um, so I have to make sure I'm doing things that I can give my students the time they need. And I can also focus on the brand and the business. Um, So I give um, my content, my free content are my warm ups. Uh, that you can find on YouTube, as well as all my social media platforms. And that's for everybody.
0: to and get everybody. Say, go ahead.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. To get everybody singing, to get everybody in the mindset of building, you know, running drills and building up certain aspects of your voices. uh Go ahead. What were you going to say?
0: I love those. You know, uh-huh. I love those. And I think they get to the heart of what you've been talking about. um Everybody can sing and everybody has the opportunity to do it. And you can find your voice and those vocal warm ups really open it up to everybody. You can do it in the comfort and the privacy of yeah. your own home with your internet tutor right there, walking right alongside you, giving yeah. you, you know, encouragement and all these things through all of these exercises. So I really enjoy that.
1: And they're not meant to be like obstacle courses. They're really meant to be kind of almost mindless, running through the drills. And, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm, I may not be able to stretch to that note today. I'll try it again next time.
0: Right, I'm going to have to rewind on this one.
1: <laughs> right, right. So I'm continuing to build that content. I, I'm scoring uh, my gospel exercises into a sheet, uh, a, a scorebook um, or music book. So that'll be a resource for teachers, things like that. On um, my website, I have all my sheet music which is a resource for uh, teachers to give to their students to sing, Um, my vocal training every month on um, like the third Monday, I have a free masterclass that's open to everybody. Tonight's class is full, thank God, praise be. Um, So I'm gonna do my best to get through everybody. I try to take my time with each person um so we'll see how long tonight's class goes but um i'm also working towards putting a regular schedule of regular workshops vocal technique workshops and um uh, other master classes that people can more intensive master classes where i spend more time with each person um so that information will be coming it's not out yet but there will be a whole schedule And my um, boot camp, which is also on my website, it's really a five day self paced um training uh module if you will each one of the s's has its own um video it's got exercises i lecture i talk about um how the voice works i have Mm -hmm. diagrams of lungs and the abdomen and all the muscles that go into the voice and i really try to break it down into um tidbit information my Mm -hmm. 15 years of study and, and teaching into um, into about three hours of content, um, and get right to it. So it's, it's mainly for beginners, um, and people who want to understand more about how the voice works, Uh, again, it's self-paced, but I'm developing, um, workshops where I'll be taking people through each one Mm -hmm. of those modules so they can get even more in-depth, um, uh, exercises and whatnot. And then also coming this summer will be a vocal retreat. Which oh. it will be a weekend of small group of singers, very intimate, but it will give me more time to dig into the background behind the singers, what uh, things might be getting in the way. More again, that holistic approach yeah. and getting to the lifestyle of singing, what nutrition is good for us if we're going to be performing, if we're on the road. How can we take care of our voices, stay hydrated, Um, stretches and body exercises that we can do daily that don't require us using our voices, but prepare our voices, our bodies to support our voices. So vocal retreats will be coming this summer. um, And yeah, yeah. Just going for a real holistic, you you know, addressing the whole singer um, in, in very in different ways, in very different
0: ways. What is your passion?
1: The voice. <laughs> I don't I don't know how to get the voce. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well that's I mean that's really great. That's that that's really it's good that you know that. It is, it sounds like it and it sounds like you're passionate uh, really about helping people develop that. What advice would you give somebody about finding their voice?
1: I would say do a lot of singing take the 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 confines off take trying to sound like somebody else take what you used to sound like out of it just get back to the joy of singing and using your voice that's where your voice comes from and what are you uniquely inspired to use it for um you might i have some people who Maybe don't have a gospel sound or a gospel voice, but they love singing gospel and they talk themselves out of it because they don't have a big belt voice or things like that. But ministry is ministry. And the way you minister, the way you use your voice is going to minister to somebody. Mm. You just you may not be at that same church or you may not have the same kind of audience of what you've been around for the most part. But, you know, when I do my recitals, I'm doing a a. Plethora of I'm doing opera. I'm also doing spirituals. I'll do, I'll do musical theater, and then I'll get some some gospel in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And for me, I do it the way I feel it, mm-hmm. and that ministers to a, a different kind of audience. Some people might think it's boring, or she's not doing running and this and that and the other. How we get to stereotypical, right? Yeah. But I have people coming up to me after my recital. Oh my God, in tears! Mm-hmm. I've never heard that done that way before, or that just spoke to me. And it really doesn't matter what songs I sing or what language I'm in. When people come up to me and tell me you bless me and mm-hmm. you touched my heart, they're not going to remember what I said or how many languages I sang, and they're going to remember how I made them feel. Mm-hmm. So if we can find our voice and how we want to make people feel, if we want to inspire them if we want to uplift them, use it the way you know how to use it. And it's going to grow from there. But yeah, we really have to start just get back to the joy of it and fall in love with our own voices. Cause I'll tell my students, if you don't want to listen to you, why should we listen to you?
0: And that's the truth.
1: Just if you don't love to hear you, I love the sound of my own voice. I didn't used to
0: <laughs> mm. I
1: did not used to my teacher. Uh, 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 Miss Merritt, Myra Merritt at Bowling Green, you, she made me watch my videos. She would record all my lessons and on VHS, and they would just stack up. She's, Are you watching your videos? And i said, say, No, Miss Merritt, I haven't watched them. She You need to watch your videos. And I started, I made myself watch it. She made me watch it, and I hated it at first. And mm-hmm. it took maybe a year and a half before I was like, Oh, you know what? That was pretty good.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: I'll uh, sudden it was like oh sing, sing, girl okay
0: ah uh, yes is, is that you. why you're so is that why you're so big on holistic because you had to come from a self journey in order to be comfortable with your placement of your voice and who you were in order to move forward
1: and i'm still finding that in different mm-hmm. areas yeah, um, yeah. Like I, I mentioned before, I had a vocal injury myself. I was in a, a the Metropolitan Opera Competition. I was uh, the last, um, I was 30 years old, so you couldn't go beyond 30. Um, so it was my last time to be able to compete. I got sick and I was like, I'm going to do it anyway.
0: <laughs> mm. And
1: should have sat my tail down and went home and ended up uh, putting so much pressure on myself, I hemorrhaged. So the wow. rehabilitation after that was complete vocal rest. It really messed with my head because mm. I'm I was a little fr- I was afraid to kind of sing some the way I was singing, thinking that you know I had done too much or had gone too hard. But you were sick and you knew you should not have been using yeah. your voice. Um, and so yeah, I had to work myself back mentally, but I thought I had to work back physically, and mm. it took longer for me to work back mentally. <laughs> To be like, oh, that's what's been in my way And then other things in life I have my son, I had a C-section So I'm, I'm getting real Personal, but yeah. um, The the wear and tear on your Body
0: yes. of having
1: a child And then, you know, I'm Also a single mother, so, you know Being up all night and then trying to rehearse During the day, mm. trying to maintain Some semblance of, you know, trying to Go to auditions and you, you got Three month old, and this is It was, it was a lot yeah. Um, and I'm not, you know, crying violins or anything. Cause my son has his passport and we roll out. So I mean, okay. I, have, <laughs> I have conditioned him yeah, to be, yeah. asking, okay, mommy's got to sing. I'm going to need you to, you know, whoop the boop. Yeah. So, um, but I, it took, there was no handbook for it. There was no, um, blueprint and I was really just trying to figure it out. And that was a part of finding my voice as well. What's gonna work with me? I'm a full-time professor at 28. I was 28 years old when I started teaching and I got my doctorate. So what does that look like for me? Um, I was 35 when I had my son. Now, what does it look like as a full-time teacher, performer, composer, uh, you know, and and a a single mom? What does that look like now? And how can I use my voice um, after I lost my parents? It took a toll Mm. on my singing and my mental, the grief and and my mental approach. So all of it, I have had to work, rebuild my voice from life challenges more so than just Mm. singing. It's been life that has kind of knocked me back and I've had to rebuild my sound, rebuild my mindset. And I tell my students, the mind is the strongest muscle that you sing with. If my mind ain't there, I'm going to struggle with the voice. But mm-hmm. if I find myself thinking negatively or already kind of working against myself, I got to tackle that first. How do mm-hmm. I think about this? No, if I think it's too high. Then I'm going to strain myself trying to get there. Absolutely. If I, you know, just something just as simple. That seems as simple as that. Um, but it, it, you, it starts with the mind. It starts with how you see yourself, how you perceive your own voice and if you again if you don't like to hear it if you can't embrace it you're it's you're gonna be um you're gonna lack the confidence to share it and the voice is not my voice was not for me the god did not give me this gift for me he gave yeah. it to share for other yeah. people so if i keep it to myself i'm scared <laughs> and i don't like how i sound then i'm i'm yeah. not walking in my ministry and i'm depriving others of of that opportunity so
0: yeah well i am um i am very glad that you are further along in your journey uh, to finding your voice and are able to share that with so many who are on the journey you know for themselves so thank you so much uh for being here being so transparent Wow. It was so quick, oh, it was oh, fast. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> These shows go by quickly, but you, there's so much that um, that you packed in there. And, and hopefully, I guess I'll ask you this now, will you come back and share more with us?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I'm learning to share more of my story. You know, we as opera singers, we're taught to come out in the, per- the perfect dress and the perfect hair, and we pre- present the perfect sound. My story is far from perfect. And how yeah. I got here is far from perfect, and I am really learning to. It's it is really going to help somebody else, you know, be able to share their own story and go further on their journey. So we all figuring this thing out together.
0: Listen, we're gonna figure it out. We're gonna figure this thing out, sis. <laughs> Doctor Lord, thank you for being here today.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure. I love you.
0: Love you back. <laughs> That's Dr. Laurie finding your voice. And wow, you know, it's not voice. Number one is not just for some. Getting in touch with your physical voice is for everyone, no matter what you're doing, no matter what lane you're in, no matter what segment, what genre, it doesn't matter. But also in your life, finding your voice is a journey. And as usual, you are the best you in the world. And we will see you next time here on The Phillips Show. Don't wait